Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. I realized that the things that I wanted to make space for had to have meaning and, and they told a story and they felt important. That it wasn't just like I had a scrapbook everything and every moment and every event, that it was more uh, focused on what things I wanted to remember in the story. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 235. In this episode, I'm interviewing Tiffany Mitchell for the My Way series. My Way is all about celebrating the unique ways memory keepers get things done. We're excited to have Tiffany as the October featured artist at Simple Scrapper. Hey, Tiffany, welcome to Scrapbook Your Way. Hello. I'm excited to chat with you today. Can you share a little bit about yourself to get started? Um, I live in St. Louis area. Um, I married my high school sweetheart, and we just celebrated our 20-year wedding anniversary this summer. Oh, congrats. Um, Thank you. I'm a stay-at-home mom uh, to four kids, ranging from almost 17 to five. So large span there. (laughs) You're you're busy, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Now, so the youngest one, you said almost five, so not yet in school. No, no. She turned five last spring, so she just started kindergarten. Oh, okay. So fun. So fun. (laughs) I did know that you were in St. Louis. We just went to um, a Cardinals game. Actually, we went to a Cubs game that happened to be at Bush Stadium. (laughs) And we went to the Botanic Garden for the first time. And it was just so beautiful. I had never been there before. Yeah, it's been a while since I went. Um, I did have a kid uh, have a field trip there. And I went Mm -hmm. as a chaperone. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. So, of course, we always like to ask our guests, what is exciting you right now? Could you share one non-scrapbooking thing as well as one scrapbooking thing? So, today is the second day of all of my kids being in school. And since my (laughs) youngest started kindergarten, I'm excited to have more time in my schedule for me. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, And it was funny because my youngest uh, asked me what I was going to do with my extra time. She's like, when, since you're not having to play with me anymore, what are you going to do during the day? And I was like, well, I don't know. She's like, well, you'll have more time then to make my scrapbook of my baby album. And just made me laugh. I was just like, thanks for uh, telling me how I'm going to spend my time. Thank you. That's so funny. I think also, I think sometimes they just assume that when they're not there, we're just sitting around doing nothing, right? <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> what about inside of scrapbooking? I guess that's um, kind of scrapbooking related to that. Right. Um, so 
Allie Edwards had an Instagram live where she did a walkthrough of the December daily main kit and I'm excited uh-huh. about it. Um, I do it. It's been, I think this is going to be my 12th year of completing an album. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, some, some years I'm really excited about the main kit and some years I'm not this year. I'm actually excited about it. So it makes my decisions a little easier. Like so I haven't watched the video because I'm trying not to be tempted, but I know <laughs> I will eventually and I'll look at all the products, but tell me like, what are one or two things in the kit that stood out to you? Um, the papers I think were a little more usable than some of the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm planning on doing the six by eight. And so sometimes the, the eight by 10 size doesn't convert well, or like the I scale agree. is off. Um, yep. like, she used really huge type and then you lose half of it when you cut it down. Um, so th- they translated a lot better. And I think um, just the pieces that she showed, I-, I could see using them. You know, there are some years where I'm like, oh, I don't think I could use that. And, but yeah. I didn't see that a lot with this kit. So now do you do more like outside the page protector, inside combination pockets? How do you like to do your December daily? A lot of interactive outside the page protector paired with inside the page protector. Um, cool. Because I kind of like the two by twos playing with those and um, flip ups and flip outs and all the things within the page protectors as well. So, yes. Yeah. I think that's one thing that like Allie might make the most of is like little things you can put in two by two pockets. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. It. Yeah. So is there a story on your bucket list? So this is a story that feels important to tell, but for one reason or another, you haven't documented it yet. Um, My kids' names. I haven't documented why we named each child what we did and like if they're named after someone, who that person is and that type of thing. Um, Oh, do you have an idea of how you want to do it? So I've actually suggested when Allie does her like questionnaires about the story kits that it Mm -hmm. be a kit because I would really love to have like products and stamps to use to help me tell it. (laughs) Um, Nice. But I I don't know. It, it's hard to know which pieces to tell and how Mm -hmm. to do it all on one page. Like, I don't know if it should be on one page. I don't think I can work on the same page because I could, but I don't, I think it kind of warrants its own story for each of them. But yeah, that's, I think there's lots of different ways. I think you could do like a big two page spread with like different parts, you know? Right. Right. There's like the, the overall story of why you're telling this and then each specific story for each name or like a little mini book or, but even, you know, individual layouts, like doing it as a series, maybe even like batching a little bit make would would make it easier too so there's like a a harmony between them and they're all done at the same time so yeah yeah lots of options yeah so you are our featured artist for this month and i'm excited to chat with you in a my way episode um before we jump in a little bit more though right now we're talking about projects so we have these creative journeys which as a member you're very very familiar with Um, These are two-month periods where we focus on a specific area of scrapbooking to have great discussions, really um, advance and go a little bit deeper. 
And they just provide a way of focusing on something when there's all the options to focus on. So what has helped you start projects that are more finishable? Um, I think knowing the scope of what it is that I want to do helps because mm-hmm. like if it's too open-ended, then I'll just flail and not get anything done. Having a structure like, um, my children's baby albums, I kind of do like the birth story. And then each month I'll highlight photos from the month and their milestones for the month. And then kind of put in any extra holidays or firsts within that month as well. But having that structure kind of limits the scope too. Like I don't Mm -hmm. have every story in there then. I just hit the highlights then. So it all fits in one cohesive story. And then I also like to do like repeat certain things and design elements. So like having the same file title uh, structure for each month helped. So I'm limiting decisions too, like a decide once type thing. So yeah, those are the kinds of things that I try to do so that I can finish the things. Also, like yeah. I use I use Trello and having it broken down into all the steps that I need to do to actually make progress too helps. So I know what the next steps nice. are. Yes, yes. Although I think doing especially doing all those things together really, really helps the um, the repetition and organization of a project definitely is something where my mind goes and I'm always kind of trying to build the structure and then fill in the gaps in between rather than trying to do it like start to finish where it feels like, I don't know where I am and is this ever going to end? So. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So let's go back a little bit. How did you start scrapbooking? Okay. So um, when I was a kid in the eighties, my mom purchased me like a spiral cardstock paged album and in it, I collected and glued in like uh, magazine clippings and class photos, art that I made my favorite stickers. And I kind of just had this book that I collected things over and like put in Um, not your typical, what you would call scrapbooking these days, but um, and then when uh I was, after I graduated high school, um, my now sister-in-law had invited me to a creative memories party, which then was like, people do this. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I had, I had collected all of the things from high school, you know, the, the student papers and the programs of, um, musicals and shows that I was a part of and report cards and, you know, the schedule, all the bits and pieces. And I actually had a place that I could, uh, organize and put them in. And, um, so I fell in love with it and I had to have all of the things, but since I didn't have any money, cause I had just <laughs> graduated high school, like it was, I had to be really particular about what things I got and how I was going to do it. So, yeah, I think, you know, we're in the same age bracket. And so growing up, my perspective on what scrapbooking was is exactly how you described it. I knew that's what my kind of my grandmother had done. You know, she was like clipping out things from newspapers and magazines and like little cards that she received. Like it was just the stuff. And then kind of learning later that we could bring photos into it just kind of like blew my mind because I thought they were two different things. You had your photo album and your scrapbook. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we can put these together. (laughs) This is kind of crazy. Yeah. So I'm assuming you're not still scrapbooking in the same way that you did when you graduated high school. So how has your hobby changed in that time? So 
I am definitely a story-driven scrapbooker now. I, we lived in uh, Los Angeles for about three years. And when we moved back and we had to pack up all of my albums, we had a heart to heart about how many I had. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was kind of like, is it sustainable to continue to make the level that I was making? And I wouldn't even say that I was that prolific having the little kids that I did at the time. But I I realized that um, the things that I wanted to make space for had to have meaning and that I wanted to keep and they told a story and they felt important. Um, So my shift changed too, that it wasn't just like I had to scrapbook everything and every moment and every event, Mm -hmm. that it was more uh, focused on what things I wanted to remember in the story. And so I'm very much driven by story. And I, I even start now with the journaling, whereas before that was like the, the afterthought, like, and I, I had pages yeah. and pages piled up of layouts that I had done, but I had written nothing on them. And that, you know, I didn't want to put them in the album until they had something written on them. And it was like my roadblock of finishing stuff was because I hadn't written anything. Did you end up letting go of any layouts or albums as you were going through that move because they didn't have meaning? I think at the time I was so overwhelmed with uh, packing everything up that it was no, but I have gone back through and there were a few layouts that I decided to pitch. There were a couple that um, were like a six page story that I knew that I can concise down to one. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did some of that, but I'm not a big fan of redoing layouts. So like the desire to do that is just not there. Like the first album I ever did was another spiral bound, you know, album um, that I actually used book covers as my paper because it was like Disney themed world travel type thing. And it was my senior trip to Europe. And I used rubber cement and the thing like this thing is not archival in any way, shape or form. Right. But it was what it was what I had at the time. And um so the idea of redoing it for a while was like exciting to think of all the products and stuff when I, but then the, the idea of now undoing it and mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not at the top of the list. And what I should do is probably scan the whole thing and just have it so that if it does fall apart, that I have a record of it before it did that. <laughs> but Yeah, I have, so I have from high school, like a little scrapbook with, you know, um, it's like purple and plaid and all the photos are cut into shapes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I used rubber cement because that was like the cool thing to do at that time. We're we're old now. We can use rubber cement. We can't really (laughs) use glue. Um, And then a whole folder of like all this memorabilia. And I'm like, do I want to put this like in, you know, a ring album or do I want to scan it and then make a photo book and then like it's condensed. It's not going to disintegrate. Um, right. So yeah, I'm in a similar kind of quandary with that one too. So, so today what sizes or formats are you typically creating in? My love will always be 12 by 12. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. But um, I do find that certain projects lean towards different sizes. Like I did a 20 things on the 20th in 2020. And Mm -hmm. I had planned that out before 2020 turned out the way it did. Um, But I actually went with a Webster's Pages 6x12 album for that because it was kind of Project Life pockets, but it 
wasn't the 12 by 12 overwhelming. So, and then um, December daily, I do the six by eight, one little word. I collect, I've been doing that probably as long as I've been do, doing December daily. And so instead of having an album for each year, because to me, having that many albums totally stresses me out. I, I st started her class when she did eight and a half by 11. And so I would just put every year in that same album. And then I got to the like 10th year and I couldn't fit any more in there. And so I ended up switching to a uh, nine by 12 because then I could start using um, the six, four by six and three by four cards that she usually has as printables and things that I could easily translate those to the nine by 12 than I could the eight and a half by 11. Yes. I love that. That's a great, um, a great swap. And I love how nine by 12 is, gives you, you know, it's more space, but more space for pockets without the intimidation of a, of a 12 by 12. Yep. Or the size, yep. like the bulk on the desk physically often is, you know, one of my most frustrating points of a 12 by 12 in terms, especially in terms of like a project you're going to deal with a lot. Like it's one thing to like put your page in a page protector and put it in the album on the shelf, but something like one little word where you're really working in the album so much smaller right. seems to be more helpful. <laughs> well, that, and it gives me the option if I still want to do an eight and a half by 11. So like yes. printing ease wise and stuff, I can still put that page protector in and, and it still fits. So it's best of both worlds. Fun, fun. Now, this is maybe a loaded question at this point, but whose products are you completely obsessed with? Um, so 49th and Market and Vicky Booten have really been uh, what I've been buying lately. And I think it's because <laughs> of the watercolor mixed media backgrounds, the yes. flow of it. Um, I love the look and I would really like to give myself the permission to make my own, but I don't know. I get intimidated every time because I don't know where to start, what colors to pick. And so it's so nice when I have a collection or like mixed media, uh, uh, Vicki Booten's mixed media pads that she has already made um, that I just can flip through and find something I like versus trying to come up with how to make it look. So that and the warping and the, all that stuff kind of freaks me out a little bit too. <laughs> I get frustrated with the warping for sure. And I, I particularly love the 49 and market rub-ons because they can yeah. like, they give you that look and you like, you have to check. Did I, you know, did I paint on that background or is that just rub on? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. So is there something that you use or do on most of your pages these days? So I usually have a lot of journaling again, focusing mm -hmm. on the story. It's, that's where I usually start. And so, um, there's usually a lot of words. Stamping. So stamping goes back all the way to uh, when I started watching two peas in a bucket videos with like Nicole McGuark, I guess it's four now. Um, and all the Technique Tuesday Studio AE uh, stamps Allie came out with. I was obsessed with getting them all on the pages. Um, so you usually see a lot of stamping, um, especially since... Uh, a lot of my story-driven layouts are influenced by the story stamp since I've been a subscriber. Um, you also see layering, which is probably informed by Chamel and the, mm -hmm. like, the layering class we did last year. Um, and I like the 
cluster, like three clusters of embellishments, things in odd numbers, that type of thing. Um, I like doing the little sprinkles at the end, whether that's animal dots, sequence, buttons, that type of thing. Well, yeah. since you do like stamping, that's kind of one foot in the door to more like mixed media in your background. You could use like, you can use a paintbrush and your ink pads to get a watercolor effect. So you already have what you need, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And I have stamps that are like the paint marks and the splatters and yes, all of things. Fun, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I could pretend that I was a little yeah. more free with it when I wasn't. <laughs> Baby step your way in for sure. Yep. So when do you typically find the time or energy for scrapbooking? I'm imagining now during the school day is going to be one of those times a little bit more yes, than it was yeah. over the summer. Yeah. Um, so during the pandemic, I really learned to lean into the 15 minutes every day. Um, mm -hmm. I actually did uh, that for a 100 days project where I just kind of focused on doing something little every day. Because I found that with the kids home all the time during the pandemic, I was like, I can't not do anything just because they're always home. So I had to figure out how to make it work with um, everyone. And then um, I commit to the Tuesday night owl crop through the membership. There's a group of ladies that we all kind of hang out. It starts like at 9.15 after my youngest are all in bed. And so I'm free to just hang out and work on stuff. That's fun. That's fun. So how does, how do I, I need to like rewrite this question because I never know how to phrase it. Does your motivation, is it stay pretty consistent or does it ebb and flow depending on what's going on in your life? Um, it definitely ebbs and flows. I had a really rough patch last December. I did, uh, I do 30 days of thankful documentation and photography mm -hmm. every year. I don't know how many years I've been doing that. Um, but I actually decided to do a digital album at, in real time that year, last year, and then followed up by December daily. I got burned out. Yeah. I mean, burnout is real, particularly when you're trying, we're doing back-to-back -back projects like that. Um, I know I've, there's a number of people that do both like a full out October daily with all the creative, um, you know, flip outs and die cuts and these things, and then also do a December daily. And um, that would, that would leave me very uh, burnt out for sure. Yeah. So um, it was a digital book, but it was still like just extra. Mm -hmm that year. So what do you do when you maybe are feeling more in a funk um, and you need to get motivated? Or what did you do after December when you were like, uh, <laughs> I'm a little burnt out here? So like I found, I leaned into something that I was excited about. So like December daily, I don't create the layouts in December daily. Um, in December, I don't print mm -hmm. my photos at home. And so I usually ha I do work on like the photo management and that type of thing so that it's ready to print sometime in January. And then I actually create the album in January, February, and I guess into however long it takes me. And so last year I leaned into uh, cut files, page of and cut files. And so um, I just found something that I, that I was enjoying and something different. And it kind of helped keep me moving forward with it. So I didn't feel like I was 
just spinning my wheels doing the same thing. That's definitely a great strategy. Even if it's like you feel like you're not being productive, just like doing something that's fun and exciting and interesting will kind of get your wheels turning towards, right. you know, maybe something that's actually a project or something that, that you want to do. Yeah. Now, we've been talking a lot about your favorites and what really works well for you, but is there anything in scrapbooking that you've decided is just not for you at all? So I did traditional project life for a few years, and I just Mm -hmm. don't do well with the pockets. I think it was a combination between, since I don't print at home, that I would plan so much of it up front, and then I would get this big photo order in, and then it would be like the whole process of putting it all in the book, and then transcribing all of the notes that I had on the cards that fit in. It just, it did not work for me. Um, I switched to digital shortly after that, which worked well until I had my third child. And as soon as she was born, like I got out of the habit of doing it and I just couldn't get back into it. Um, so yeah, the pocket pages and I just, yeah. And I hear people's stories about like even digitizing pocket pages and all of that, like just not even having good solutions for that just does not appeal to me to do anything like that ever again. I have heard that before because it is quite um, an endeavor. Um, But I love how we have options to choose a pocket page when it's a good solution for our products or photos. But um, when you're kind of feeling stuck in that, it can be a challenge for sure. Yeah. So do you have any favorite organizing tips or solutions that really like help you out, have solved a problem, or make it easier for you to scrapbook? Um, so I did a digital stamp inventory using uh, Color My Life app, and it's mm-hmm. changed my stamping life forever. <laughs> I have a lot of stamps. Like I subscribed to the story stamp since day one, so I have... I think she started in 2014. Um, And then just the love of, you know, you've got Heidi Swap and, you know, Carrie Bradford, like there's, there's LA studio. They all have great stamps. And so I have so many with so many sentiments and so many things that I had no idea what I had. Um, And I had seen some people, um, like take their sets apart and try to lump them together. And the thought of that brought me anxiety. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so just having all of the sentiments like tagged all the like circles tagged, like certain shapes and things that I could use uh, labels and that type of thing, having everything tagged. And all I have to do is go on the app and say, I'm looking for this. And it pops up with like the 10 stamp sets that have it um, has been a, a game changer. So now have you had to do any kind of like giving it a numerical code or anything like that or color coding in order to help find them once you have identified what you want to use from the app? What do you mean? Like (laughs) instead of just having like, here's my Allie Edwards section. I now know that there is a stamp set in here that has this particular sentiment that I need to find. Um, Do you have it labeled like, AE grow and or like AE number 1025 or something in order to find it, find it in your stamp collection once you've used the app to identify which stamp set you need to grab. Okay. So um, I label it with the name of the stamp set itself. It also gives you the opportunity to put the manufacturer. 
it mm-hmm. has a place where it tells you where you store it. Okay. So if I have it in like my stamp cabinet, I put that it's in my stamp cabinet. If it's in my stamp okay. binder, I can easily locate it in my stamp binder. Um, and then some of them I try to categorize by theme, but sometimes it just, the themes don't make sense or like okay. a label could show up on like multiple yes. things. And so, yeah. And then my most used, I tend to have right near me on my desk, near my desk, where I can easily kind of flip through to where they are. Now, one thing we haven't talked about yet is, are you a black and white stamper? Do you like all the colored inks? And if so, like, what's your favorite brand of ink? Um, I don't have a favorite brand of ink. I have a lot of distress inks, but they're not great for stamping with especially mm-hmm. with acrylic versus photopolymer. They just don't stamp great. Um, I do have quite a few um, older uh, Stampin' Up, like the, the cubes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have Allie Edwards inks. I have all of her colors. And nice. they work well, except some of the tiny images um, don't come out as clear. It's harder to get some of those finer words and stuff to show up were legible and am i remembering quickly that her inks are like hybrid inks so they have yeah. like they're a little bit slower drying but they yeah. you know have some property of the dyeing so that they aren't uh so they are a little bit more waterproof so yeah yeah so as we start to wrap up here i have a couple like bigger questions where would you like your scrapbooking to be in 10 years this is a hard one. <laughs> I mean, other than still doing it, I mean, this has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. So to think about not doing it would like break my heart. Um, mm-hmm. I hope the industry is still thriving in 10 years. Um, yes. I mean, cause that's part of the joy is to seeing all the new products and things that come out too and how people are using them. So to see the industry still doing well. Yeah. And that my stash is manageable that I don't overbuy and have way too much and then just have it all sitting there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, another 10 years of story stamps would be a lot. Yeah, it would be. That's hard. I mean, like when, when you really love something and you, and these subscriptions, they mean something to us and we, we find joy in them, but the time does keep going by. So there's, there's kind of a catch 22 there a little bit. Yeah, and spoiler, I think this is my last story stamp for my subscription. I th- okay. I'm canceling it. Um, they changed the format of the stamps. Um, they were leaning towards having them match some dies that they came out with. And um, okay. there's not as many sentiments. And when I'm focused on story, it's really hard to um, have it translate well if they're not stamps to help tell those stories. So. Oh, interesting. I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, it's been a hard, like, there were even a couple months where the main word wasn't a stamp. And so, huh. it got, it, yeah. So, it was starting to make me really angry. <laughs> so, I'm like, yeah. if this is not bringing me joy, I need to just stop. And then, it still gives me the option, you know, when they re-release them and have them on sale and things that mm-hmm. I can still pick up the ones that I really, really want. But, yeah. And losing the class and that motivator is it's well we'll have to see but i still have quite a few um past stamps that i haven't done anything with so i still have some stuff to to do while 
that I can continue on doing what I've been doing. Um, but yeah, it's, it kind of made me really sad. <laughs> huh. That's an interesting discussion. Yeah. I'm, uh, I will have to investigate that more because it's not something that I had noticed or heard discussed. And you never know what might change in the future too. So, right. Right. Um, Come January, they might have it yeah. the way it was or completely different again. You never know. So yeah, that's for sure. So what has being a scrapbooker taught you? I don't know. I guess I've learned a lot about myself on how I see the world. And I also learned a lot about my personality, that I like things a certain way, that color, I like them to match, <laughs> that I can really self-motivate. Like I don't need a lot of external accountability to get things done that I want to get done, that I do okay. this hobby for me. And yeah. that, um, yeah, I, I was telling my mom, that I still need to make a scrapbook page that says uh, gives my family the permission to discard anything they don't want after I'm gone, that it served its purpose for me and that I don't want it to tie them down or make them feel guilty about throwing anything away that they don't want. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's kind of like, you know, the first page in the album or something. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. That's, I think that's a really important discussion and I can't wait for you to make that page someday. It'll be <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. So Tiffany, can you share where our listeners can find you online? Anything you might be working on next? Um, so I'm on Instagram as bluepixie79. That's B-L-U-P-I-X-Y 79. Um, I also have a um, blog, old, old blog, um, <laughs> which is bluepixie.blogspot.com. I haven't been the best about updating it recently, but I kind of like being able to go through all of my pages and not uh, relying on Instagram to have that all there. Yeah. And then you can find me at Simple Scrapper Membership, where I hang out quite a bit. You do. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a, uh, a longtime member and for being our featured artist for this month. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. I was really, you know, blown away that you asked me to be a designer. So I'm, I don't know. Thank you. Your pages are gorgeous. So, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and to all of our listeners, please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. <laughs>